0: Doing, Doc? I need fuel. Mm-hmm.
1: Give me fuel, take the flash, hit me trace it out of Zah. Now, here are your hosts John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle.
0: Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. The NFL season is officially in the books. We have a new Super Bowl champion. Congrats to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Mm -hmm. Chiefs. But what does that mean for fantasy football purposes? (sighs) Let's start off with the losers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Gary, I don't know if you're out there listening uh, eventually. uh, Sorry about your San Francisco 49ers. They just didn't have it for an entire 60 minutes. <laughs> but we'll get more into that in the NFL episode when we get there. But we're talking fantasy. Mm-hmm. There was some bright spots on the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Yep. There was some mediocre. Meh, there was some yeah. you know offensive pass interference. <laughs> um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. He was Meh. Yep. That's and pretty much mediocre. I don't know. I mean, he's got some young talent on that team. Yeah. We do like Debo. We talked about him a couple yes. weeks ago.
1: I Unfortunately, though, I think he'll be overdrafted, and it's going to be hard to get somebody like that.
0: Yes, he looked very electric on those yep. running plays, and he had a couple of good catches. But what does that mean for Jimmy Garoppolo? Let's look back at his 2019 season real quick. Where he yep. let's see uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of the seven or sixteen games that he had were seventeen points or below,
1: yeah, that's not good, you gotta pick the twenty, that you gotta pick the twenty, not good, as far as fantasy goes, that's not even close to where you want, and to me, I don't even know where he ended up in the top, whatever but that can't be top 12. If it is, he had some big games that made up for it then, but uh, he did have some big games. He had a 41, a 43, and a 40. Right. Uh, well, yeah, it, it, that's just not good enough. You have to have more than 20. That's nine games, you said?
0: Uh, actually, I think it might have been 10 because I was only looking oh. at games in the teens, and he had one seven-point game as well, so it was probably 10 yeah, out was- of the 16 games where it was 17 points or less. That's not I mean, going to do
1: it. Not going to do it. Yeah, it's not a starter. I mean, if you're doing a super flex, then yeah, whatever. But that is not a starter. Next year, I unless they go get something better than Emmanuel Sanders and maybe uh, another really good rookie they could get or another free agent, maybe they get two free agent wide receivers. I don't see Jimmy G being anything I want to really draft next year and be happy with. I think it's just going to be a lot of mediocre. It could be, best. it could be better than this last year. I don't have any problem saying that because it's going to be kind of hard to, to be that mediocre again. And I think he's got the talent. It's just a matter of will they allow him to throw the ball? Because one, their defense is great, so if that continues, they're not going to have to throw the ball. And we're taking the defense
0: in the ninth round, right? <laughs>
1: Um, But then you got the you got the running backs and the running game has been better than what I think everyone pretty much expected. And so if that continues to happen next year, I don't see Garoppolo gunslinging it next year. And I don't think that's going to make any fantasy dent uh, for any purposes of starting.
0: Well, let's break this down one step further because you mentioned he had three or four pretty good games. Yeah. Did you mention who they were against? No, (laughs) I did not. The first 30-point game of the year was against the Bengals. The first 40-point game of the year came against the Cardinals. The Mm. second 40-point game came against the Cardinals. (laughs) <laughs> and the last good game of the year came against the Saints in that Sunday uh, night shootout yeah. where, you know, it was just an insane performance by everybody because yeah. it was the Saints and you got to keep up with the Saints. So that does not help his status as any type of a draftable quarterback next year unless you're in Superflex.
1: So, None of those teams are good defenses. No. The Saints, they're a playoff team, they're a great team but they didn't have a great defense. So, yeah, you can be good against that defense.
0: That is very true. So, Jimmy G, we are probably avoiding unless you yeah. absolutely wait and wait and wait and wait. And even then, I might wait a little more. There <laughs> are a lot of quarterbacks who I would rather have over yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: But At this point, it's going to be hard uh-huh for me to convince myself to go in his direction. If something needs to change for that to happen.
0: But there are guys on this team I will look at next year. Uh, of course, yeah. we've got George Kittle, who was fairly quiet in the Super Bowl, uh, minus yeah. the pass interference on himself. He <laughs> He's still one of the best tight ends in fantasy sports. He's a beast, although some of his comments got me thinking a little bit, how he, like, headbutts a wall before he goes out of the field and does some other weird things. So um, he might um, suffer some brain damage along the way. I I don't know what's going on with him.
1: if, If he doesn't already have brain damage from that. Right.
0: But... Because he was so dominant and he's still a player, he's going to be somebody who goes at the end of the second or in the third round. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to take a tight end high, which next year I'm probably not doing, I don't think there's anybody that I could draft. I mean, if Travis Kelsey lasted to the third round, I would think about it, but we'll get to him once we start talking about the chiefs, George Kittle, I am not taking in the second, and I don't think I would take in the third either. I think there's just too much other positional talent to waste on a tight end.
1: He's going to go in the third, and that's mostly because people have, have this concept in their mind that I had a terrible year at tight end, and they probably think that's the one position that if I had a good tight end, I could have made it all the way. And so they're getting this uh, warped view of fantasy football and saying, I need a good tight end and then I can draft everything else. And I know I can be better, but there's other tight ends out there that can give you, you hopefully decent fantasy points when there's so many other guys in the third round you can get that can really solidify your, either your running backs or your wide receivers position and that to me is more important than having a stud tight end because there's other tight ends that have some kind of value. It's not going to be great. The problem is, is when you, when you go to that other tight end bucket there, you just reach your hand in there and you pull one out and you hope you got a good one because <laughs> you don't really know which one it's going to be from year to year. So I understand the thinking of drafting a tight end in the third round. I might actually do that this year. Cause I've kind of, I'm weighing the decision whether or not I want to kind of go outside of my box my comfort zone this next year just to push myself in a different direction to see if I can make a successful team in that area but I just it's going to be difficult with tight ends because I'm just not accustomed to drafting them so early
0: yep I mean like Zach Ertz and Kelsey and Gronk you know in years past here it it ended up being good especially when Ertz you know broke the record for catches for a tight end you were happy in a PPR league above you know everybody else but going forward it's it's going to be a major like you're going to get so nickpicky about drafting tight ends next year and what possibly could be because there's going to be some names that come up like Jay Sternberger and guys like that <laughs> yeah. oh oh he's he's he came on at the end of last year Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is going to trust him with the full off season and then we're going to have to tell you again that Aaron Rodgers has never had a truly successful tight end ever on his team. So mm-hmm. temper expectations, and that's that's where we'll be with tight end George Kittle. If you're going to do it, you can't do much worse, or you, well, you can only do a <laughs> smidge bit better. I, I, yeah. I'm mixing my words up there <laughs> um, between him and Travis Kelsey is basically the leap for number one best tight end in fantasy um but yeah if you got to do it you're gonna have to do it in the third round it ain't gonna be no later if you get one of these guys in the fourth round yeah that's when i'm hopping on that train if they're still available
1: agreed completely yeah
0: as far as other offensive receivers on the 49ers we obviously still have emmanuel sanders who if i had to guess will probably not be back with the niners
1: Mm, i doubt it but i'm guessing he's going to be pretty late again which depending on what team he's on could be a really good value in fantasy again um i he had really good games with the niners but the niners aren't the perfect fit for him apparently because they just don't throw the ball enough I think the more a team that throws the ball more will have a better chance to get Emmanuel Sanders more consistent, and and you saw the big spikes games like yes. that's not really what Emmanuel Sanders is. He's more of a consistent type of player. So when I see that from a guy like that, that tells me that 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 team doesn't throw the ball enough. So if he goes to a team that throws the ball more consistently, I think he'll have pretty good numbers, and he, he should he's probably gonna be late again in the draft so
0: yeah i mean he's always a guy pretty much no matter what team he ends up on if you can get him in like the ninth and tenth round it'll Mm -hmm. be fine you might just have some spikes like he did this last year anytime he got a good number of targets he did great i mean he had multiple games of nine plus targets and every single one of those he got either 100, or close to 100, and mm-hmm. usually a touchdown thrown in there. So if he can get targets, he's fine. Yep. But I don't think it's going to be with San Francisco, and if he was no, back either. in San Francisco, it probably would shy me away. I probably would rate wait another round or two than I normally would for him just because I'm not sure that he can handle or he will get the number of targets that he normally handles.
1: Yeah, I completely Degrees. Uh, if he's on San Francisco again, I'm not sure I want him. I, I have him right now in the flagley because I still got another year on his contract. But if if the word is that he goes to San Francisco, I might try to shop him to see if somebody out there wants something or will give me something for him. But sure. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for a a different team, just any team really at this point. It's something to give me my hopes up for. And
0: again, we've talked about Debo before. He's The hot one, he's going to go higher than he probably should next year, especially if Sanders is gone and they don't get another free agent wide receiver. Because Mm -hmm. Samuel's targets actually went up when Manuel Sanders got there. So, because he became less of the focus and he was able to be consistently good for the rest of the season, plus, he gets a ton of carries so he has that ability where he can go the distance. He used to look at some of them three carries yeah. uh, or two carries for 29 yards and a touchdown, two for 33 and a touchdown, three for 28 and a touchdown, two for 30. It's just an extra few points here and there that can put yeah. you over the top in a few weeks, but you're probably going to have to reach for him because he, again, was on everybody's mind at the very end of the season good. and he looked good. So unfortunately, Debo, while he'll be on my radar, I don't know how many teams I'll end up with him because I'm not going to reach.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree there. Uh, we kind of already covered it in the previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be hard to reach for somebody like this. You just got to hope he falls to the next round so that you can actually take a chance on somebody like this. Um, With that being said, if they don't get a, if they don't get a free agent and they just decide to go rookies, do you think Kendrick Bourne has a bigger role this next year coming up?
0: He, he could, Um, he only had 44 targets on the year this last year. Now, he actually had a couple of games where he had six and eight targets when everybody was there Debo and Manny and himself were mm-hmm. all on the field. Um, but I don't know that he really is going to carve out any more of a role other than a supporting guy, matchup based. Uh, if he's on a slot guy and they have a bad slot corner, you know, things like that. In deep league 16 team leagues like we're looking at uh yeah. for these stats he could very well be a flex type option in deeper <laughs> deeper leagues. Yeah. sorry i just looked at the chat quick and joe says uh my shirt is tripping him out that was exactly <laughs> my point if you're looking at uh twitch i've uh, i've got a little easter egg behind my shirt right now <laughs> but uh yeah there we go um <laughs> So yeah, Kendrick Bourne. I like him, but Mm -hmm. I just don't know that he'll be worth anything more than a flyer and hopeful flex play in deep, deep leagues.
1: He's somebody I'm looking at in you know the deep leagues, obviously. But I want to pay a little more attention to what the Niners do and see what happens because he's somebody that I've had my eye on for a while, and because. I've had I got him on the flag league and you know, I I just gotta hope I gotta hope that something happens with him. It, these are just guys you just kind of take. Okay, he's they don't have anybody else. You, they gotta go throw somewhere. So I think that he'll have, depending on what they do. <laughs> this is why I have to say you have to keep an eye on the situation. I think he'll have a good sit uh, a good uh, opportunity to step up and be somebody of value next year because he's not going he's not going to be drafted in most leagues is my guess unless he is the the number two on the team which i kind of doubt it's going to be that way but he's not going to be drafted and you can get him off the waiver wire or whatever it is unless you're in a deep league and it's it could be a it could be a value for you this next year i think he has an opportunity to step up
0: he does um but definitely temper expectations yeah, of and course. only of apply his uh, meaningfulness in deeper leagues to start with. I would not recommend in uh, 12 or less teams to really pay too much attention to him right yeah. now.
1: And somebody else that we can definitely say that about is Richie James, because most of his points, are, although they look decent for what he is, is off of return right. in the flag league. So that being said, there's always a chance that somebody just comes out of nowhere, becomes something. He was a rookie this last year, so he might get the opportunity at some point. You never know.
0: Now, we do know uh, Tevin Coleman is under contract, and he had some good games. He actually was fairly consistent as the 49ers running back when healthy. Now, the Mm -hmm. guy that took advantage of when he wasn't healthy was Raheem Mostert. I do yes. not believe that he is under contract after this year with the 49ers, and there is practically zero chance that they'll be able to keep him if he isn't already under contract because somebody will be willing to pay him with the performance yep. that he had down the road the last six games of the season and in the playoffs. He just kind of went ham and... uh He's going to get picked up somewhere. I mean, he had seven touchdowns in the last six games of the regular season, and, of course, you know we know what he did against the uh, Packers in the playoffs, so he he's on everybody's mind. I am real and it, curious I, to see where he <laughs> goes in drafts.
1: Yeah, uh, this is going to be a prediction for me. I think he's going to be a complete and utter bust. I just think that that offensive line, Unless he somehow stays on San Francisco, then he'll be fine. But I think that offensive line for the Niners is better than people realize. And I think he capitalized on that a lot. And I just don't see if he goes to another team that doesn't have a great offensive line, Mm. it's going to be a bust. And it's going to be bad because people are going to draft him high. And I don't think it's going to be worth it. I really don't.
0: Now, there is a similarity that I'm seeing in his stats to somebody okay. that we talked about and we hyped up this cu- this last season, and mm-hmm. we were right about him being a very valuable fantasy asset. Because Raheem Mostert, in most of these games, he had like about 10 carries. He had a 10, a 10, 11, 14, 19 in the last five games of the season. Yep. And he had a bunch of yards and he averaged really well on those carries. Who does that remind you of?
1: I'm sure it reminds me you of Derek Henry.
0: No, no, no. No. No, Aaron Jones.
1: Aaron Jones. Okay, well there's a difference between him and Derek Henry obviously. And the difference is that I don't think he's going to be on the same team. That's very true. And I just if he's on the Niners, I have no problem drafting him where he's probably going to get drafted this year. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that he'll go somewhere that doesn't have that a, a team that needs a running back and they're going to say, okay, we got something now, but they're going to realize why they need a running back. is because their running game stunk because they didn't have a good <laughs> offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's going to bode well for him. And I think he's just going to be overdraft. I don't want to say complete bust. I, I I'll take that back, but he's going to be overdrafted and it's not going to be what you wanted out of him.
0: Yeah. I can see him going, Somewhere Because he wasn't exactly a pass-catching threat. So he'll go somewhere yeah. where they have a third down back and he'll get 10, 12 carries a game. And if they're behind, we're going to see him go away a little bit. And that's where I think where he might not be a bust per se, he just won't be on the field as much because – the team he's on is probably going to be playing from behind because the teams out there that are good, they kind of already have that running game and their offensive line, you know, shored up the teams that are not so good and might have some extra cap space to spend are the ones that didn't do so well this last year. (laughs) So Raheem Mostert, good luck. I'm glad you played out and you are going to get a contract and, uh, you know, good luck to you on there. But, Fantasy we'll side prediction. oh oh, go ahead.
1: A side prediction: He's going to the Jets, and it won't work out. <laughs> Jeez, um,
0: <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. My guess, mm-hmm. if I had to make a guess right now, is he ends up on the Texans. Yeah, that makes the most sense,
1: eh. but I don't, I don't, I don't like it.
0: No, I don't particularly like it. That's just, that was the team that came to mind. I'd rather somebody like Melvin Gordon go to the Texans, but Mm, that's for a future episode. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess if you want to, if Raheem Mostert is not back, how high are you on Tevin Coleman going into next year?
1: That's a good question. Um, I, 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 it's, (laughs) <laughs> it's a really difficult one. I'm, I'm gonna say I probably won't draft him because I'm just a little eerie about him staying healthy. He missed what? How many games? At least what? Three? It was, four.
0: It was, I think it was more than that because he would okay. come in and leave again. And yeah, it was it was not a and very a, successful a few year. Games
1: where he barely had anything at all, and it was just. I'm a little I'm a little weary on that, but it, when he's playing and he's fully healthy and to his potential, he will be tremendous. I'll say that. So this is somebody like a best ball type of player I wouldn't sure. mind having. Um, other than that, I'm just not super keen on Coleman. I, I hate to say it because I really like the guy. I think he's a great player. Now, you were high I mean, on him
0: before this season, and you were yeah, kind of right uh, when kinda he was right, in there. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for the loser portion of the Super Bowl teams cool. for next year. Let's move on to the world champion Kansas City Chiefs and the Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes, who mm-hmm. was a little off in this game. Now, that could be yeah. because of the San Francisco D, could be because of nerves. It could. There's a lot of possibilities yeah. here. He was making some throws that were behind and a little low, but. He still ended up being Patrick Mahomes and threw some dimes right when he needed to to make that comeback in the fourth quarter, and uh, he's he's got a Super Bowl. He's not even what twenty five years old yet, and <laughs> he is already a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, is
1: it possible? I mean, we can talk about this next episode, but is it possible they just started a dynasty with Mac Patrick Mahomes?
0: I am not going to even go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks network for uh hosting our stream we appreciate that um he's gonna get overdrafted again next year isn't he
1: boy yeah he probably will but i don't know if it's gonna be a complete overdraft it's just gonna be he's gonna be taken higher and i think it might be worse but it might also be what he got us this year but i think what's gonna be more likely than not is that Jackson gets overdrafted because I can't see Jackson doing everything that he did this year. And it's going to, he's going to come back to earth a little bit. He's still going to be good. I think I just don't think it's worth drafting either one of these guys as high as it is. And that's why I'm going to look later on in the draft for a quarterback and probably not going in that direction.
0: Yep. Yeah, we usually are all about waiting. Patrick Mahomes would be lovely to have next year. Oh, yeah. Especially because Sammy Watkins has come out and said he's willing to sit out the 2020 season, much to the rejoice of all fantasy owners who (laughs) would not have to worry about possibly taking the chance on Sammy Watkins.
1: Don't even leave the temptation, Sammy. (laughs) Just just let us just take some time off.
0: Let (laughs) McCole Hardman get out on the field a little bit more. Maybe they sign a wide receiver. Maybe Manuel Sanders goes to the Chiefs. They've got Mm. their possession receiver Mm. and they still got their speed guys and Mm. their Travis Kelsey. That would be a pretty darn good. I like that.
1: I like that a lot. I, I would almost go Gaga over Emmanuel Sanders if he went there. That would be oh,
0: that would be quite the target, uh, a trustworthy target for Patrick Mahomes.
1: The only problem is that's going to boost his his draft stock. Well, and of course, you don't know whether or not it'd be worth it at that point.
0: That's true because uh, uh, Sammy went late, and I got him in exactly one league and did not play him in week one. So I got jack crap. <laughs> Out of Sammy Watkins. (laughs) (laughs) So let's hope he sits out and doesn't give us any reason to try and Uh. draft him ever again. (laughs) Uh, We talked about Travis Kelsey briefly earlier, obviously. Same situation as Kittle, Yep, though he might be a second-round tight end still.
1: And,
0: uh, yeah, maybe in the third, I'm thinking about him, so...
1: Ooh, it'd have to be the back end for me to think. I just, I don't know. I, I I, got this. I got a lot of thinking to do about this next year, whether or not I want to change things up or and whatnot. And maybe, who knows, I might even go with my Mahomes early in the draft. I, I don't know. I have to really think about how I'm going to do this next year because I'm just, I want to change things up. I've been doing the same thing and it's been successful, but I want to see if I can be successful in another way. So sometimes just, you know, get rid of everything you know, and try uh, something else. <laughs> right.
0: Um, Tyreek Hill, he'll obviously be a higher pick, um, yeah. probably second rounder. I don't see him going in the first at all with as many running backs and studly wide receivers are out there. Not that he's not a stud, but he wasn't. He
1: only had 16 points per game. Yeah. So he, he had two, you know,
0: three really big games and a few mm, subpar games. He got shut out once. Uh, So it's not like he was everything everybody hoped he would be with Patrick Mahomes slinging it all year long, maybe next year. But the question right now is that everybody's talking about online after a pretty darn good Super Bowl showing. Yeah,
1: of course he did. What
0: do you do with Damian Williams?
1: You cross your fingers and hope that you get what you just saw out of him the last few weeks, because I I just don't know. This is something that is going to boggle me probably all through the entire uh, off season. What do you do with them? Uh, what are they going to get anybody else? Is there going to be competition there? I I'm going to tend to say that it's probably worth having him on your team, but we got to know where he's going to be drafted. And I think at this point, everybody's talking about him. Uh-huh. It's going to push him too high and that might just be too much for me. There was a lot of, what, second round uh,
0: of him this year because they thought, oh, Andy Reid's running back. Mm -hmm. He's always successful, and he had some really good games, but he never had more than 19 carries in a game, and he only had double-digit carries in one, two, three, four, five games. Uh, So there's not a lot of touches. Yes, he was hurt for a few weeks, um, and LaShawn McCoy came in a little bit, uh, but it, it almost didn't matter at all for the running game this year. It was kind of a weird, uh, Yeah, it's. I think they got a lot of points when they were ahead with their running backs, even though they were still passing. Because, I mean, he did have 30 catches and a couple of yeah. touchdowns as well. So he got points in the air as well. I just, I don't, and I don't know if I see the Kansas City Chiefs drafting running back or even signing. I think they go with what they got. Uh, yeah. Darwin Thompson, he was the backup. Yeah. He, we thought maybe he would be a little more this year. He wasn't, but I don't see them really attacking that position in the off season.
1: I'm going to say this about Damian Williams. Um, he is an RB two. I wouldn't take a chance as an RB one with him Dude. because you have got to have something else. You got to have something else you can trust in at this point. RB2, maybe even a flex, if you're really getting lucky and you get somebody else before you pick him up, I don't think that's going to happen. He's going to be overdrafted. But if you have somebody else, go with him as your RB2. I'm comfortable with that.
0: Well, let's take a little real quick look at Darwin Thompson because he got some carries towards the end of the year. Um, yeah. He averaged in not quite four yards a carry, uh, had 10 targets. But, yeah, it just wasn't enough. So, if you're going to do it, Damian Williams, what do you think? Uh, would you go as high as the third round for him, or are you going to have to hold off for even later
1: than that? I can understand the third round because you probably, if you're getting him in the third, it better not be your first running back, right? You made a mistake at that point. <laughs> you get him in the third, you already have somebody you can trust in. I would hope and you probably have a wide receiver at that point or maybe a tight end, depending on what you're doing in your draft. And I I would sure hope that you're (laughs) uh, – please, 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 please get a running back before you get him as your your running back because you don't want him as number one running back. It will not work for you unless you get extremely lucky and he just goes berserk. But I don't see that happening. I don't know anybody that knows fantasy football that I'm around – is predicting that to happen we we know what we see and we 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 just know it's not going to be a stellar running back this year in fantasy football so please don't make him your number one and i know people are going to do it that's why i'm having this little side rant about it because (laughs) i just i know there's going to be some that run or wide receiver wide receiver and then it's going to be williams and you're going to be so upset with yourself trust me
0: All right, before we end the fantasy portion of our shows tonight, I just want to go back to the Sammy Watkins and read what he said about his possibilities for next year. Mm -hmm. Um, When asked about returning to the Chiefs in 2020, he stated, quote, I don't know what I'm going to do. If we win it, I might sit out a year. Mm -hmm. Watkins later made it clear that he is not considering retirement but resting. Uh, he went on to finish the interview saying, as long as we're winning games and I stay healthy and I'm having fun, I'm willing to stay. After the Super Bowl, he still has one year remaining on his deal with the Chiefs. So it's still pretty darn vague, but yeah. I I think we're going to start seeing this more from different people with as many injuries and Early, Early retirements, retirements. Yep. and now, with the possibility that it sounds like they're gonna vote on a seventeen game season next year, <laughs> yeah, I um, there's so many things, and they're gonna start sitting out like the NBA does, like I'm not playing in a back to back where you're gonna have to take a you know an extra week off or we're just gonna see more oh, he's got a lingering injury, he's questionable mm-hmm. for this week. And it's basically just them giving a guy a week off so that they're not playing 17 straight weeks.
1: Right, and it sucks because fantasy football, you need to know. Yes. You need the information. And it's it, things like this are going to hurt a lot of fantasy football players, and that's why you have to pay close attention, people. It is the biggest key in fantasy football is injuries. If you start guys that you shouldn't start because they're banged up, even though they say, ah, he's going to play, it's it's not a smart decision. It's the biggest problem in fantasy football is whether or not you should start this guy or sit him because of an injury. All
0: right, well, that will do it. Uh, That's our philosophical part of the show. (laughs) Keep your eye on uh, injuries, people staying on the field, and uh, lots of guys wanting to take some rest and possibly – not kill themselves playing the sport? I mean, that's probably <laughs> not a good thing. Yeah,
1: I mean not a it's not a bad thing for them. No. That's fine. They're making millions of dollars. We'll do what you gotta do.
0: That's right. All right, thanks for listening. If you're uh watching us on Twitch or Facebook Live, any of those types of games, thanks for watching us. You're always more than welcome to interact with us during the show and we'll answer any questions that we can get to. That being said, uh Wow, it's the end of the football season. Um, <laughs> I d- don't forget to drink some fuel somewhere along the line. Is that what it is?
1: I don't think that's no. That
0: me. doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, stay fueled up this long, long uh. off season.